0: I'm Ben Klunt. And I'm Stephen Brown. We're two entrepreneurial professionals based in Spokane, Washington.
1: Join us on our journey to make 2019 the most prosperous of our lives.
0: We'll bear all as we strive to improve all aspects of our business and our health and fitness, as well as our relationships personally and professionally.
1: We aim to offer impactful insight into our business and personal lives. We'll share the good, the bad, and the ugly throughout our journey.
0: With the ultimate goal of our business and fitness, being in the best shape of our lives at the close of 2019. You're listening to the Ordinary to Extraordinary Podcast. Alright, well we're recording. I'm good, I'm glad we got
1: that on the recording.
0: Yeah.
1: I've just got to say, we've had two of the best months in terms of recording numbers. We have. have. It's a killer.
0: Um, it's been. It only like
1: three to five listens off of our next like hurdle that
0: I want to hit. Okay, so let's do it this month, because we have some good stuff coming up. Been some great stuff coming up. Yeah. Some big stuff coming up. So let's do what we did last time, because this actually generated a really good review. So if you have not taken the time, if you're listening to this, press pause right now. <laughs> Actually, don't press pause. Press pause after I tell you what to do. So after I tell you what to do, we're going to go to the it's little app bar and we're going to press the amount of stars that you think our podcast is worth and you're going to write a little review as well if you're feeling really generous. And then you can come back and press play. So now press pause. All right, are you back? Thanks for reviewing and writing. Look at that, Ben. We're doing it in the start instead of the end. how yeah, oh, wonderful. I think more people will hear it that way. But we have been
1: getting reviews. I, I was comparing our reviews to some of the other ones, right? So we yeah. actually have a decent amount of reviews. So appreciate that, guys. Thank you.
0: Well, when you beg people for them every time. It, <laughs> <laughs> we've only paid 15 of them. It's kind of like being married and having sex. You kind of beg long enough to, to give up and they just do it, right? It's a
1: sympathy thing after a
0: while. Yeah. yeah. So. I, mean, I still don't
1: like it more than you, but that's okay
0: sorry that is not getting cut out because I do the editing <laughs> oh that's fine Should Lauren the know. next question I'm going to ask you is how often Ben gets laid so I hope you're looking forward to seeing oh me at the gym goodness. next week <laughs> so
2: <laughs>
0: do you want the good news or the bad news Ben bad the bad news as I am so fucking over-caffeinated right now. <laughs> That's the good news. I've been awake since 4am. Okay. I have been to the gym with pre-workout, two scoops, by the way. With caffeine? I walked into the gym, I could see my my sweat come out of my pores. Like I was just like, Ugh. if you can't see me right now, just imagine Steve Beavis... had a heart
1: attack at age of 40.
0: Imagine Beavis and Butthead when they do all the sugar and he's like, i <laughs> angry corn horio! <horrible." laughs> right? So... Imagine that, if you have not seen that, have you? No! Okay, we're going to have to show Ben a YouTube video of uh, Beavis and Butthead and the great cornholio deal. Cornholio? Just go with it. Cornholio. This is why it's hilarious when people call bags cornhole. Did you just make a note of that, that you have to watch it? Yeah. (laughs) So, literally I'm shaking, I'm so freaking caffeinated. So then I had men's group, had a cup of coffee there. Got home, had a gift yesterday, tried a cup of coffee there and I just had a nitro cold brew at Ndaba, which was freaking awesome by the way, with one of my referral like partners. So I'm about, I have more caffeine in my veins right now in my system. I am just like, this is going to be great. Like I'm just all over the place, but I'm focused, focused, just like ready to go. So yeah, that's the bad news. I'm over caffeinated. <laughs> the good news. <laughs> The good news is, I feel really focused because we're recording at 10 in the morning instead of 2.30 in the afternoon. That is true. And it's a Thursday. And we're even We
1: have more energy, so we're a little
0: Yeah, you rode a scooter over here. That was fun. I'm, yeah. stu- I'm stood outside here and I just I was like, is that Ben on a scooter? <laughs> Big the deal. line scooters, yeah.
1: yeah. I like them. I mean, every once in a nice day, it's like I'm not going to get my pickup out of the parking garage to go half a mile, like mm-hmm. I I, walk. But I use them are
0: fun. all the time. Yeah. Like I've introduced people to them. Not that that's a big deal. It's just like, well, we're going for lunch. Jump
1: on a scooter. Let's go. The funny thing is when it's me on a scooter, we are like, "Oh my gosh, you see that big guy just floating across the sidewalk? Oh, there's a scooter underneath. I didn't even see that. <laughs> <laughs> the giant's just floating across the sidewalks." <laughs>
0: Yeah, so before we start on accountability stuff, you made notes, look at you go, I'm ad living. I was thinking about making notes, I have lots of well, things that I mean, sir, are here. Me too. I just put them down on paper now. Yeah, so we released this week our interview with Rachel Rowley, yeah. which was a lot of fun, it was a long one, really but it was lovely. super engaging, we think, we're getting lots of positive feedback on it, uh, lots of social media feedback on it as yeah. well, people reaching out and saying that was great, we had a ton of fun. Um, it was really good to listen we to. Fun, uh, we do, but I don't think everybody else around us does. Does it matter? <laughs> <laughs> That's like remember the world of Brooke and I were I said we think we're the funniest people around. I like your selfish attitude sometimes. But yeah, so if you've not checked that out, it was one of our, uh, one of our I think one of our most fun interviews. It was just lighthearted, but very candid. Lots of deep, dark subjects but kind of handled in a candid way and, and in a fun way. Ben's checking out my new AirPod case, which I had to. I had to get that rubber thing to put around it because yeah, I kept on. Like I kept on dropping it and chipping it. So Oop. now I can connect it to my bag and my water bottle. It's a little little Do you want me to hide that so you're not distracted by it? This I'll
1: find something else to be distracted by. It?
0: This is so you know how I was with the girls at one time. Yeah. This is like you. You just want to touch things. You're like, no, no, oh, what's that? And you press so buttons. Far. So yeah, thanks for thanks for checking that one out. If you haven't checked it out, you can maybe check it out before, after this one, whatever you want to do. You don't need to listen to our podcast in order. No. There's no sequence. Um, but we're here for an accountability update, Ben. And since you have a bunch of notes, let's start. Well,
1: since you got to ramble for two minutes right there, now it's my turn. I had somebody this week tell me they're like, hey, did you? I saw the one with Brooke Baker, and I was like, oh yes, because Brooke shared it. And one of the advisors, another advisor in town I was meeting with, happened to see it. He's like, you do the best marketing out of any advisor I know in Spokane. Ten Capital obviously does a lot of marketing, and mm-hmm. then I myself do something. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do the podcast. He's like, you're doing it all right. He called me. He's like, you're gonna be a hot commodity here ten years when all those fifty-something-year-old advisors start retiring and need a succession plan. I'm like, good. I mean, a half a billion-dollar book
0: would be nice. Half a billion? That'd be sweet. <laughs> I'd have to hire a team. So basically you're trying to buy uh, what Warren Buffett's retirement or what? No.
1: It's, I mean, that, there's guys that have that right now so we can't. Okay. It'd be. Seems like a lot.
0: It is a lot. <laughs> like two and a half million a year off it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you'd be working very hard. I'd have a team of people. I've oh, you to kind of have some fun with it still, yeah congrats no you guys do do a good job with that. I love watching the videos and, um, keep it real and fresh yeah you haven't watched it yet What well, were you rip into me on LinkedIn? I didn't rip into you I just said oh I'm recording a podcast you yeah, think
1: comes in and tells me this morning he's like I'm working on being nicer it's like one of the things I'm doing so we'll talk about that Steven about you being nicer and the accountability portion of that but actually you tell me what, what's the whole nicer thing why did you, you feel like you need to be nicer? So Stephen, let's talk about that. What what prompted you to say now that you feel like you need to start being
0: nice? I didn't say I need to start being nice. I think what I actually said was. I'm going to
1: start working on being nice. And so, less direct. No, you didn't say less
0: direct. I, I quantified it afterwards. I said a lot of people misconstrue my directness. You said that too. And candor. After the first thing. Yes, as being a dick. So I need to be a little more. Maybe cognizant, there's a word, of that. You said nice, though. Yeah, being nice. Like I think most people enjoy my humour. Kind of dry and sarcastic and mean. But I don't, I'm don't. i not a mean person. I just have a sense of humour that is sort of no, I'll give you a compliment. deprecating think to others. I
1: you a, a more sensitive guy than you let
0: off. <laughs> What makes you say that? Multiple things. I mean, look at some of our past
1: conversations on this podcast.
0: Yeah, I guess. I have feelings like, well, every now and again. i jeez. Like, yeah, but it's, right? it's kind of a secret. Don't tell anybody.
1: Don't, don't tell them what I can be vulnerable.
0: As we record a podcast that goes out to tons of people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, what do you do, I guess? I mean, it's just us in this room, so nobody can hear Yeah, it's not like. Yeah, it's. um.
1: But there was obviously something. Did you feel like, what was it, self-reflection? Was it somebody said, like, why are you kind of a dick? Or what was it that made you think, maybe I should... Because that kind of
0: segues into something I want to talk about. I actually quite enjoy when people... So I'm going to kind of go off on a tangent here. I quite enjoy when people underestimate me. So I think quite often people see me in a social setting or even at work. I mean, I wear shorts to work in the summer. Now, not like gym shorts or nice golf shorts with a polo and nice Nikes that, I mean, what I regard as business casual. So I think sometimes people see me and in small town Spokane kind of thought, it's like, oh, that guy kind of, he's kind of a lovable fuck up for want of a better term, right? Rather than, oh, this guy's worked really hard to earn the right to be able to basically dictate what business casual is, work smarter, not harder You know, and have a really good. Here's this buzzword that we always talk about: balance. And then, as they sit down with me, as they get to know me, as they learn from other people, it's like, oh, actually, this guy's kind of switched on. And I do enjoy when people when I I can with everybody I can I can almost pinpoint the moment they have that realization that all right, there's more to this guy, right? And I love that, and it keeps me grounded to the point that. I try not, I judge everybody, for the record. It, we all do, whether people want to admit it or not, we all freaking judge everybody we meet, every day everybody we see across the street. We make a snap judgment, right? Malcolm Gladwell has a book about this, it's called Blink mm-hmm. and Trusting Your Gut. But how we judge people and how we give people a chance is what's important. So I might make a snap judgment, but it doesn't mean that that's my opinion of that person moving on so like you do of me yeah, yeah i would regard you as one of my closest friends now right say, yeah. and yeah i thought you were a prick not in a not in a i didn't think you were a bad person i just thought you were a prick but five years ago you and i were very different people and that's how we've known each other
1: so are you saying i was a
0: prick no i'm saying that you've worked very hard on growing as a person as a human and what, how you present yourself now versus how you presented yourself five years ago is very different, mm. in my opinion, and for the positive, and me too. I mean, I was, I'm I, like I said, this is a tangent, but I I guess to get back to, I like when people underestimate me and I show them there's more to me yeah, than that. The so nice thing. So then the nice thing is, I think often the misconception with me is that I'm mean because I'm candid. Do you like this? Simple question. I think nine out of 10 people will say yes and then say something behind the scenes, whereas I would be the one person in that 10 that would be like, no. See,
1: I, I think, can I say something there? Mm-hmm. to be honest. It's like, I think you do that without them asking what you think of like, oh. <laughs> like, you. Just, you're, you're like, yeah, I don't like that. You're like, who asked you? <laughs> it's like, you will just offer the opinion without being asked of you. Yeah, and maybe there's, maybe it's not necessarily working because on being nice. If if somebody asked you your opinion, I would expect you to give them an honest answer, right? Yeah. But I think where you did is they didn't ask, and you're just like, well, we're talking about it anyways.
0: Yeah, but maybe it's a tact thing, you know. But for me, when you do anything, especially in a professional sense, if you're working with yeah. somebody in a professional sense, you shouldn't have to ask for feedback, you should be open to it regardless of whether you ask for it or not. Mm-hmm. And then with my friends, they know, you know if you tell me something, you're getting my opinion on it regardless. Mm-hmm. So, I don't think you can operate in a realm of secrecy anymore. If you expect to do things on the down low and not have people scrutinize them, you're never going to be successful. So. Yes, I could probably be a little more tactful when people don't ask for an opinion, but I also think there's a way, and I think I'm okay at this, of saying, that's a good idea, Mm -hmm. and you want to get to here, here's another way of looking at this, here's another company you could chat with, that you could collaborate with. That was a nice tackle way to about it. Things like that, right? So, yeah, I give opinions, but I'm also a solutions guy. I don't just give an opinion and then walk away. You know, I think I very much enjoy, and I can give an example of this from yesterday, connecting people. Mm-hmm. So, yesterday I met with a, I won't give the company name, just because I don't have his permission, but I met with a guy who owns it, I'll tell you off thing um, I met with a guy with a really, really successful local company. He saw some people that he knew I was connected with, doing something really cool. And he reached out to me and said, can we get coffee because I have an idea. I wanna run by you and then see if it makes sense for you to connect me with these people. I made the connection. Oops, nearly knocked my microphone down. Made the connection with him yesterday. Literally walked out of that meeting, got to my desk, sent an email connecting three people, three very, very prominent people who are working on really cool projects here in Spokane. Oh, it's gonna happen. There's gonna be a lot of cool stuff coming from this. And I guess what I'm saying is, I enjoy that, it's what I want, it's what I strive for, where I want to be, take a consultative approach to everything. There might not be any business for me in what they're doing, but I connected it, right? right and we've talked about this, it happens all the time, to where, just not just from the podcast, before the podcast, but since the podcast, it's more, more often where people will ask you or I, mm-hmm. like, hey, do you know anybody that does this?
1: Or for advice, yeah, advice, whatever it might be. So, yeah, so I've got a, I was listening to one of the entrepreneur leadership podcasts this morning, driving in. Which one? One of the more recent ones, I'll, I'll say here in a sec. It was the idea of knowledge before assessment, and what you're talking about is like a, assessing something like a particular thing that you do and how you can improve upon it. And then they talked about the idea of knowledge, like you have to know what you're got to assess, right, in order to say, I've got to know what the heck is it is so we talk about, they talked about the strength finders and the enneagrams and like all the different types of you know, personality profile tests, mm-hmm. whatever it might be, you know, and so find out where where your strengths lie, and, strength and then, but also where some of the, your inefficiencies might be and where you can improve, so you did some type of assessment in terms of finding where you felt you were deficient in one area, quote unquote, nice was the word we're using, uh, and then Decided about a plan of action to change it. Which yes. is interesting. Because that also goes to the, what we might talk about in 2020
0: and have that kind of be our theme. is personal goals. Mm-hmm. Can I speak now? Yeah. I know I've been talking a lot. <laughs> um, I, I feel like you... Sometimes I talk and you never cut me off. Um, That's because remember if we go back to one of our first podcasts where you said I interrupt too much. Well, there's a time to interrupt and a time then. On that, and I have to try and bring my thoughts to a coherent such a, such way of uh success. of portraying this i did not realize how much i kept from people not because i was being secretive until we started this podcast oh you mean maybe personal yeah so we are september today is september the fifth nine months in it's the fifth or sixth sixth what day is it fifth fifth So today's September 5th, so we're nine months into this podcast. I have been in and out of a relationship. I've Mm. also dated a little bit here and there between those and after those. It's kind of been eye-opening here recently how much I've put out there that people know about me Mm. that I have never shared in the past, right? So we've both made this commitment to be accountable to each other and anybody that listens to this. Yeah. We've both made a commitment to be brutally honest—the good, the bad, and the ugly. We say it right in our intro. We um, share relationships. We share challenges we're having professionally, personally, all of that, right? I've literally gone in nine months. I've gone from a fairly secluded private person with a with a huge network, I ego. <laughs> but a small inner circle. My ego is where it is. Um, <laughs> with huge huge <laughs> yeah. well I we could have gone a couple of. <laughs> I ways, know, way huge, huge something else I would never claim that sorry girls I'm completely For average um, I, I'm at the upper end of the average scale I would say no. <laughs> <laughs> I've, also, those with single, yeah. I've also never measured but where I'm going with this is I've gone from being a fairly secluded uh, private person I literally put in my deepest darkest secrets and my successes and failures out there that people are listening to and having discussions with me, right? So it was disarming. So what I've found is that the perception of me pre-podcast was that I was an anti-social prick. Except for the people that were in my circle. Now, some of that, I didn't hate having that perception, but there's been an adjustment period, right? Nine months Mm in, and and I'm like, alright, people know shit about me. People are listening. People are wanting to have discussions about this about mm. you and I'm like hey if you want to meet Ben we can you know and it's it's just been an adjustment and recently it's kind of bit me in the ass in a fun way not in a bad way okay. when yeah. you know through dating and everything else you know whether it was earlier in the year or more recent people hear things and want to have a discussion with you about something you said off the cuff and it's like hey I'm like that whether you are with me now or have been with me or want to be with me I'm completely unapologetic for what I say what I believe and how I do things and I'm happy about that now I think I'm in a better place than I was in January in terms of being able to be candid but not and, and have people understand who I am and what I stand for if that makes sense is that coherent is it kind of just rambling yeah, yeah, or yeah, it's like 80% okay it's but yeah, there's been an adjustment. Like you said we're we're in the self help game. We're in the podcast game, and shits out there. <laughs> well, and
1: that's a part of it. Is was us being vulnerable, right? From mm-hmm. the beginning, it's like we're gonna say things that I don't necessarily want to put out there always. Because then it's like, oh my gosh, I put that out there on the recording, and now I have to. And that came up this week. We did what's called our new money. So it shows you all you know for the, for August each advisor. How much new money they brought in, and then how much the firm brought in.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm. This was my worst month in a very, 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 very long time. July and August, and it, uh, I goose egged it. No new money in. And by that, it has to be over a certain threshold, right, to count. So no new money in. And Jake in my office, he's like, I was telling him, I was like, man, I'm, i at four million in new money right now, and six million is my goal for the year. So. A little, a little less than four months left, right? So I'm still theoretically, quote unquote, on track. But I've got four months left to come up with two million bucks. And I don't have the pipeline of people that I know that are coming in that have two million right now. And he's like, well, you did put it out there on your podcast, did you? And I'm like, just kind of dead stare at him. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just started laughing. I'm just like, yep, I definitely did put it out on the podcast. And so I've got four months to
0: close that gap. So if anybody's listening and you have $2 million you want to invest, no. Um, yeah, that would be helpful. I think some things you, you don't really quantify to people here that $2 million might be 20 clients to you. So you're not it looking for... It one client. Yeah. It could be
1: one client. It could be, you know, five mm-hmm. or ten clients. Yeah, and that's hard. And the other thing that people don't know is that, like, how my pay works. So it's like, if I don't bring that money in, it's not like I'm not getting paid. I'm still getting
0: paid because you've been building income. Yeah. yeah,
1: and my yeah. clients' accounts have gone up, so I'm getting paid, you know, thirty percent more than I am, or it was last year. But I also have personal goals, and these goals aren't company dictated. These are just my own personal goals of what I would like to do to have an income at a certain level by the t- you know age of forty. Yeah, and uh,
0: so. Do you ever break down how you get compensated to your clients?
1: Yeah, it's pretty simple. Yeah, I mean, I get oh, so, uh, I get. I mean, i just saying, I get half of the total gross fee that comes off the account. That's legally the only way that we do it. Yeah. So, count goes down, I get paid less. count goes up, I get paid more, and I get four paychecks a
0: year. When I sit down with prospects, one of the things I literally make it before I leave, if I do nothing else, I want them to know how I get compensated. I want them to know the three ways I get compensated and how I'm compensated to keep you happy after the sale. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And if you leave me, I stop making money on you.
1: Well, an idea when it's a pay structure like that, it's like, like, uh, this isn't a sale, Mm -hmm. it's a partnership.
0: It's a relationship. What's my job title again? a relationship manager. Exactly.
1: So... And I think that's a great way to get paid. Right? Like, I've been, I'm in this as long as we're together, right? It's like, I, you don't like me and you leave. I don't get paid. So I want to make sure your account grows. I want to make sure you're happy. I want to make sure you have the best financial house that there is and everything's good. Mm-hmm. Steven keeps texting throughout this and it's really distracting. I don't know why he's being so rude when he wants to be nice.
0: Was that an awkward silence?
1: Oh, remember I, I like awkward
0: situations so remember that time about five minutes ago when I said i talk about things on air yeah and then people hear them and they kind of get upset with me yeah or they're like why did you say this and is this going to be one of those times it's going to be one of those times 12 out of 10 girl at the gym that I'm scared to talk to yeah Adam talked to her this morning and him and Tyler are making fun of me right now <laughs> by the text message <laughs> uh, why are they making fun of yeah. you they're assholes.
1: <laughs> are you going to cry? <laughs> <laughs> you <could've> Just like <laughs> your eyes are a little weepy and you turn your head down to the right. <laughs> <laughs> <Like, they're> assholes. <laughs> okay.
0: You want to blame? No, I'm good. I mm-hmm. haven't talked about her for a minute. But yeah, that's why I was texting. I was basically giving them a middle finger emoji. <laughs> yep, I just did that.
1: Okay, well, back to that. So, no, but the idea of uh, being vulnerable in this podcast and putting our goals out there. And, I mean, we've asked people to tell us, like, hey, what are your goals? Let us keep you accountable to them as well, right? Until you share your goals, until you speak it into existence, I don't think it happens. Another cool thing this, uh, would you get off your freaking phone? Oh, my God. I'm going to throw that across the room. Get off it. Good Lord. You're like a freaking millennial. But, like, or even younger millennials. So what I was going to say is this week I had somebody come into my office who had listened to our podcast and heard about the vision boards. And he goes, you're the only guy I know that has a vision board. I want to see your vision board. And i have not shared my vision board with anybody because some of the numbers on there are pretty specific. This isn't a
0: euphemism, is it? It's
1: not a euphemism. euphemism. But he came in because he heard our podcast, right? That's great. And he reached out and said, hey, I'd like to know how you set up your vision board and everything like that, too. But there is—I'll uh, have to find the book again. I think it's called *The Answer* or something like that. That's—I'll look it up. So I'm getting on my phone. That uh, Tim, our CEO, talks about and uh, the idea that if you speak something into existence long it actually becomes studied. Is what a study Einstein was actually working on as he but like right when he passed.
0: You know anything about this? The secret—is that what it's called? I don't know. Do you know? I don't know what book you're talking about I know there's a book called The Secret that looks like that's
1: like a love novel <laughs> I think you're are you reading like Jane Austen love
0: novels
1: or something
0: again? no The Secret's kind of like one of those you either buy it or you don't it's um, pretty much what you were just saying like abundance and think it into reality and um, I don't find the principles super relevant I find that you know you're a uh, you need more perspiration than inspiration. I think there's both. Well, I
1: don't know what the book is, but... Interesting concept, and it does. It helps keep you motivated in the times when it's tough. And I mean, I know your industry is cyclical, just like mine. It's like sometimes you're always like, ah, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. It's like, ah, you look at that. It's like, for the end goal, right? It's like you do it for your family. A lot, a lot of people in boards. Well, this kind of comes by... You do it for your goals, whatever those are.
0: Like you and I are very different. And... Mm-hmm. In- not just how we're compensated, but in terms of the book of business we've built, we own it, right? Yeah. So, I can either liquidate my portfolio if I leave Heartland, or I can continue to earn and income portfolio, from portfolio, for
1: those that don't know, is just your business. It's your portfolio
0: of clients. The business that I have signed. Yeah. So, I can liquidate it if I leave Heartland, or I can leave Heartland, get another job, and continue to earn my residual income, which has been built to the point that it covers all of my expenses and then a bunch more. Mm-hmm. So essentially I've got a salary yeah. for as long as I want it, as long as those customers those stay. Fine. What's that? Would somebody service those or would you have to stay? Heartland would have to. So basically if I leave Heartland, I sign an agreement saying that I cannot service them as a Heartland representative anymore, so they do. Now it doesn't mean I don't earn money on them, but yeah, so essentially same as you. If you decide to get out the game, either someone buys your book or you continue to earn on it, right, essentially. Or until they find a new advisor. But you would probably sell it. So that's very different in that a lot of people on salaries have this, well, if I leave this job, I have to at least earn the same. And it's like, no. Essentially, I could take a pay cut and still earn more than a lot of people earn from one job. Because I essentially have two jobs. Now, the major differentiator is that the level of service I give locally is... Oops. it's stellar compared to what most get so the reason they're with us and stay with us is because of that but of I don't know how we got same. on that tangent I keep forgetting what you said <laughs> that's because you're on your phone and I'm over-caffeinated and I'm kind of
1: yeah. a little bouncy
0: so you've got tons of notes how many of well, those have we talked about? some of
1: into stuff that we've already talked about actually
0: okay, cool. I did
1: write an article, I don't know if you read it um, being in finance
0: did you read that article at all? where did you post it? on LinkedIn And Facebook. So thanks for noticing. Sorry, didn't see it.
1: But it was like seven points on working in the financial advising industry. I've gotten a lot of positive feedback on it. Mm -hmm. I was surprised a little bit because I get a lot of young people that ask about starting in finance and building a book because I don't, I guess I haven't realized how hard it is to actually build a book. I I know it's hard, but if you look at our failure rate and how many people do it, it's like, I get a lot of people come to me wanting to get into finance? and then are done in a year or two, right? Mm-hmm. And I just haven't realized how hard the industry this really is. So one night I was like, I'm tonic in. And I'm like, you know what? I'm mm-hmm. going to start writing this article. So I just wrote it out. And the guys in my office have been sharing it online now, too. So it's kind of cool to see. It's like, oh, well, hopefully if there's any young aspiring advisors out there, go give it a listen.
0: If there's any older advisors,
1: if you want to find someone who wants to take your book, that'd be me.
0: Yeah, and There's my plug-in. I don't necessarily think that um, the way you did things is the right way or the wrong way. It's the hard way. Yeah, it's it's probably long term, the more fruitful way. Because yeah. essentially if somebody gets a salary for the first few years, they're, they're on a bridge and they're, they're basically giving away what they're earning for the first few years. Yeah. And then you are trading
1: potential wealth. For it.
0: So that being said, it's definitely the hard way. I think it's a more rewarding way, knowing that you literally started with zero. Your salary was zero. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, you've got a wife that earned money. Yeah. Um, but it was the same for me, my salary was zero. Yeah. And I had some coaching income, I had some residual monies that I could live off if, I'd, if, if, I, do if it you didn't do work you out. Do what you yeah. do. So, and I guess that comes back to what we preach, right, like taking care of the future, not right now type thing, like.
1: And i tell people honestly it's like if you believe in your abilities and this goes for people who want to start a business too So like mm-hmm. if you believe in your abilities in who you are and that you can go and kill it like a commission structure commission pay structure uh, starting your own business those types of things are 100 percent worth it yeah not absolutely Because so what you're doing you have a salary is building someone else's wealth
0: mm-hmm. but i guess this is where it comes back as well that um there's a uh, working for yourself and there's working for other people. So I work for a massive company. You don't. Um, you work for a local, a, a, a local but independent firm. But you work for yourself when all is said and done, right? Mm-hmm. I'm similar in that I work for a massive company. I'm not ten ninety nine. I'm a W two employee. Have benefits, have healthcare and stuff like that. But that's all dependent on my on my my uh, production production. Yeah. So we yeah. have about two months where we don't produce and then we're on what we call a performance plan and then if your performance plan doesn't work basically after four months in no production, you're done. It, it's cutthroat, right? Yeah. Now, it hasn't happened to me, thankfully. Um, I've also, I mean, that would crush me if I ended up getting let go because I couldn't produce, right? Because essentially there's two ways. You work smarter, you work harder, you find a combination of both. Mm-hmm. I regularly bring people out for ride-alongs and sit down with people that want to do what I do because they see the the fun side of it the, the flexible side yeah. of it but then when you actually explain to them what their production has to be and how they're getting compensated yeah that's a fun oh the, some of them I'm pretty sure shit themselves right there in the seat yeah. it's like wait what yeah you you have no income if you don't sell anything yeah first few months absolutely now as you build your book of business in the residual adds up yeah, then you've got some income but yeah it's just it's, it's always humorous to me when so people true. have that realization
1: it's so true <laughs> <It's> so true <laughs> and even in the article I was talking I was like don't, don't, don't think that the 60 year olds or 50 year olds or 60 year olds that are on the golf course playing is what the advisor is like you because you didn't see the first 10 years and the first 10 years were hell
0: pre-LinkedIn, pre-Internet, when they were making 100 phone calls phone a day, caller. having people hanging up on them. um, Yeah, and, and what we do, we have to have thick skin. We have to get used to people saying no to us. And that crushes a lot of people because they internalize it and take it personally. Let
1: you go, firing you. Mm-hmm. I mean, or having to fire them. Having to fire clients that don't work well with you. And that's something we can talk about another time. Is the importance of you know firing clients and working with people that you actually identify with and want to work with.
0: Yeah, I we talked about this with Brooke. Gracefully being able to be told no. Yeah. But say yeah, but as long as I'm second in line. Yeah. I'm still here if you need me. And I think this is a differentiator gracefully here between losing, not just gracefully losing, but in general just being able to take rejection and go. Maybe it's a positive in the long run. Maybe they need to go and have a negative experience in order to see how good we are at what we do. And that actually makes stickier clients, I find Like, all right, yeah, you want to go somebody on price and they're promising you the world. They're going to deliver Bolivia. You're not getting the world. You're you're going to get Beirut on a bad day in the 90s. But sure, go and enjoy that. I'll be right here waiting for you when you're ready for a good experience. And guess what, that religion did the second
1: time around? stronger, <laughs> even stronger. Those people aren't leaving yet. I had some clients uh, that were, well, here's the thing. I'm to, we'll preface it with this. A lot of people are uneducated about industry. They don't understand how credit card pricing They don't understand how the market or finance works. Mm-hmm. I get it. It's not their job, too. That's why they hire someone like us to help them with it. I had clients that uh, joined, were with me for a couple of years, and then randomly a cat out left with me. I'm like, what in the world? Like, I just did their financial plan update with them. Everything was a good. We're on track. They were happy. And now they're gone. And they were saying, I, I called them and said, hey, like, I appreciate some notice or mm-hmm. let me you know what's going on here. And they said, oh, basically, this guy has a guaranteed thing, which we know is in the and, promise, and Stephen doesn't like us. <laughs>
0: I do like them because I get to make fun of them <laughs> yeah. in front of people. Come, come
1: three to six months later guess who I was getting a call from oh exactly yeah and I, they were
0: calling me back saying like this guy's
1: he's not really calling us he's doing some shady type stuff I don't really get it like we made a mistake leaving you could we come back
0: so here's my PSA to people and this is how you deal with people that are in Ben's game insurance or life insurance or um, financial planning if you ever are in the presence of someone who guarantees a return get a document out Write it on a napkin if you need to. And tell them you'll have a million dollars to them if they guarantee you a return tomorrow. Because I promise, if you have a contract saying that...
1: Because they can guarantee returns in the trust. Yeah, well,
0: eh, depends how you look at it. Those whole life policies are bullshit. Sorry if Ben sold whole life to anybody. Disclaimer, he's not advising, I'm advising. Whole life is a terrible game. Get the fuck out of it if you're in it. (laughs) Sorry for this the advice. Right. This is not neither again. <laughs> this um, is a disclaimer again. There is about a, a, I, I don't even know a tiny, tiny percentage of people that can benefit from a whole life policy. And if you're trying to borrow on a whole life policy, it's a terrible, terrible idea because a million dollars cash and a million dollars whole life policy is not the same. Anyway, back on track. What I'm saying is if somebody promises you a return, make them sign a contract there and then, especially if it's above the rate of return in the market as an average. So, Ben, you yelled at me for being on my phone and now you're on your phone. And yeah, I got a concerning text message, so. Uh-oh, we'll deal with that later. Fitness, you have your final this. workout with Dan the Cyborg today? Dan the Cyborg today.
1: I do. How is that gonna be? Yeah, well, we'll probably be really mad. And then Cause you're gonna to go to fire him, right? We're well, not no, firing him. Yeah, yeah, it's, not, it's a three month contract thing and the gonna is up now. So I'm going to go back to my schedule. It's just our schedules didn't work. He was a good dad. He would work out hard. It's just he didn't, uh, we couldn't mesh our schedules. He worked from like 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. He took a break from 2 to 4 mm-hmm. and I wanted basically uh,
0: morning times and he's not there. So can I can I ask something? Because you used to think I was a lunatic. I still do. What do you think? Do you agree? <laughs> The working out in the morning, training in the morning, and getting it the hell out of the way is the best way to go. Well, yeah, when you can do it, certainly. Yeah, and you can do it the days that you better. want to do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, good. I'm glad. Well, which means we get to work out more yeah. I'm less of a lunatic now. Yeah, it does mean you and I get to work out a little bit more. And I, I actually, I'll go on the record and say this: I do enjoy training with you because we kind of the banter's good and yeah, I like pushing you as well. It's funny because. And I'm not this isn't a shame thing, this is just me being honest. Like when I ask you what you gonna lift, like what do you need on there? And you'll say a weight, and I'm like, no, go heavier than that, I know you can do more. And then you do it. And I think I don't know that you're necessarily surprised, I just think that you would do and this isn't going the easy route, this is just comfort zone, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I know I can lift you know, a 45 and a 10 on each side and it's like, alright, let's go 45 and a 25 on each side and get as many as you can and then we can go down type thing and I like I like pushing you like that because you don't like being in the weight room you don't like being around weights No,
1: it's not like well, it's just overstimulating I guess mm-hmm. in a way the gym is just like the people around or stuff it's just like, oh my gosh too
0: many things like that. Mm-hmm. but I like being able to push you and I like that you call me out like, hey, stop talking and lift and it's like, oh, okay, I guess yeah, you take a lot of breaks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let along. Let's get this heart rate up. It depends on the day. Like, right. I'm glad that you uh, you did that. I'm glad that you worked with a trainer. I'm glad that you kind of got that. It's a different experience. And this, Dan, if you're listening, I respect what you've done with Ben. You've kind of given him a different view. But I'm glad that you worked with a big box gym who tried to sell you supplements, a meal plan. You know, you have to have a trainer. You have to buy these supplements. And you you basically were aware enough to go, no, hold on. Because I looked at, it's funny, I saw a sheet, and I don't want to call Move Fitness out, but they've got a sheet that they go over with their clients when they're new, and it's the four staples, or their four pillars of fitness, and one of them is supplementation. And I'm like, hold the fucking bus, put the brakes on here. What if somebody is getting all the nutrients they need already, and you still want to supplement them? So you want to sell them protein when they're already eating next amount of grams of protein per day. Mm-hmm. Why do you need to supplement rather than tell them, hey, eat this steak and this chicken and this turkey? Well, and you
1: t- I talked to you about uh, the doctor that I spoke with because mm-hmm. I was breaking out from the protein powder. And she's like, are you taking protein powder? I'm like, mm-hmm, I still yeah, think that's, that's a crock
0: that's... of shit. That's really bad protein if you're breaking out from it. Well, and she said all of them have some type of filler. That's also not true. So maybe Tyler... Nutritional advice from a doctor is never a good thing because they follow the SAD, S-A-D, Standard American Diet. So known supplementation and what you're getting in protein, I'd be intrigued to look at what kind of protein you were taking. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't think you were breaking out from the protein. I know that something happened and it stopped, but that would be a really terrible protein with... yeah, Well, it's whatever certified they said. Yeah, I'm not... Was it Dot Fit you were... Yeah, yeah that's that's a clean protein you weren't breaking out from that I promise mm-hmm. they're one of the better brands actually in mm-hmm. terms of supplementation um, and they do meet certain standards and their factories meet certain standards so when you get nutritional advice from a doctor 9 times out of 10 you can discard it and I know that's a terrible thing to say but doctors don't get um, well Rachel talked about this when she was here doctors don't get a ton of nutritional yeah, I remember training that. Yeah, so I remember that.
1: Speaking of Rachel, we're going to go get uh, to do body composition testing with
0: her. That's going to be fun.
1: Yeah, that'll be interesting too. Like, not just the little kind you hold in front of you, but like the legit body composition testing at the,
0: you know, facility she works at. How lean can I get in four days? That's not four days, is it? It's next week, right? Oh, no, it's two weeks. Two two weeks. weeks. We got two weeks to really get our stuff in our yeah but next week we do have a full day on Tuesday we're going to Coeur and we're going to interview Dan and Lindsay and I'm so fucking excited I'm so excited about that one dude we're going to have have fun yeah they released uh, so Time's Up this week was um, Leonardo da Vinci I don't know if you've listened to it yet it was awesome and I can't wait to talk to them about it yesterday
1: when Travis and I got together I played in the I feel the coy portion at 22 minutes in where he yeah. starts talking about 17 children. Yeah, he's like, oh my gosh.
0: You spill your seat outside of me. Yeah, you have to. You gotta put that somewhere. You put that not Yeah, that's this is this is already explicit. We don't need to go yeah. explicit to that. Degree. How many minutes are we right now? Uh don't worry about it. Just just keep going until it's not engaging anymore. Well, I'm not sure what you engaging anymore. Uh, I do want to talk work, so we've talked about a little oh, bit yeah, of business. We're, we're um, I'm going to ask a question, and I don't want a generic answer. How can I help you beyond what I'm already doing with and for you to get this two million dollars made up? Well, I think both of us could
1: probably be more intentional with each other in terms of interactions, right?
0: Yeah.
1: It's setting beers, it's setting coffees, it's setting lunches and going together. Kind of like we did when we went to Coral Lane You mm-hmm. know, it's like I know when we did that. Like you met Jamie and got a really good referral partner Yeah. that, or hopefully and eventually a good referral partner. Uh, but I think those types of things where it's like you don't even know necessarily how it's going to work out, but just getting to meet and know new people is helpful. And so I mean, whenever it's someone changing jobs, you know, people that change jobs, like that's what we've talked on the mm-hmm. the rollers, People who are you know fifty five. 60 and still working
0: those are the people i need to talk to so on that if you're listening to this and you know people that ben can maybe help reach out we are all over the social media well, i can't
1: tell you how many of people's parents i end up helping people that are always yeah. like well i don't have know all my friends are. it's like, like to with what are my parents like they're retired or retiring or close to it and i need they make sure that they have a plan
0: and here's one that I'll throw out there that I know can help you. A lot of people that were or are teachers have retirement accounts that they're told they're not allowed to take away or move or roll into anything else, and that's yeah, not the fact. That's not a fact. You can roll a lot of things into different plans. So the problem with a lot of those kind of retirement accounts is that people aren't teaching anymore, but they've got a bunch of money that they think they can't touch or do anything with and you can absolutely roll it into something different. So that's not advice from me, per se, or from Ben. It's just reach out, have a conversation. If, unless it's a financial planner who's telling you what you can and can't do with your money, the chances are there's a little bit of folklore to it, or it's more anecdotal than fact. Would you agree with that? No, totally, yeah. So, yeah, there you go. You just We just gave you a plug, Ben. No, I'll probably get trouble with compliance. Why that wasn't that wasn't out we're of compliance. Yeah. 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 it was me that said it as well, not you. What do you want to talk about for twenty twenty? What do you want to do for twenty twenty? I think we have to talk about this offline first, mm-hmm. and maybe come up yeah. with some kind of plan. But we are wide open on this as well for feedback. Um, yeah, that'd be
1: interesting. What do you guys want to hear from us for twenty twenty? So can we move on from the fitness journey? Not entirely. It'll always be a component. Yeah, but focus on something a little more
0: obvious or something. I think there's so much that we can do with this, so ordinary to extraordinary, and I have something I want to run by you off air again, okay. and it's already kind of in the works and in motion, and I've kind of, I have lots of things that I'm always thinking, it's funny, I use my phone like a dictaphone, I said, dick. <laughs> 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 when I'm walking the dog, usually, I just have these like lightning bolts that hit me, and I have to either write it down, or call you, or text you, or, so I've started literally voice memos. I just make these voice memos and listen to them later and write it all down. And I have a ton of ideas on this and, like I said, some collaboration ideas. I like it. I think there's an entire platform here and this is just the start, is what I'm basically trying to say to you. Okay. I'm, I'm excited to listen. Well, so we should probably sign off. Yeah,
1: we'll sign
0: off. But... If you've not listened to Rachel Rowley's interview, it's fun. Do it. She's also a very attractive lady if you want to go on her Instagram and see the pictures of her. Um, All you dirty men, women, she's a great inspiration to you as well. She really is somebody who has been through the highs and the lows of of fitness and and body composition and life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We are going to release this on September 9th, this accountability update. I. I'm really excited for some of the stuff we're going to have coming up because on September 16th, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're going to be releasing the Dan and Lindsay interview. And we have some other cool interviews lined up as well. Um, and people that might not be super prominent in terms of social media, but are very well known and very successful at what they do. Yes. So yes. I'm excited Absolutely. about what we've got.
1: Well, thank you guys for listening to today's podcast. Or to Extraordinary.
0: Yep. With yours truly, Ben and Siva. Until the next time, be good to yourselves and to each other. Boom.